Should you live and lead by example? If so, why? Stay tuned and find out. Okay, here's the question. How are we dark horses? You know, the ones everyone is betting against, the ones they don't expect to win, place, or even show on the track, and they'll even laugh on us when we talk about trying. How do we show the world our greatness and triumph? Well, that's the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. This is The Dark Horse Entrepreneur. My name is Tracy Brinkman. What is up? What is up? What is up, my Dark Horse friends and family? Welcome back to your weekly dose of new level, same devil learning. I'm your Dark Horse host, Tracy Brinkman. And you? Well, that, my friends, is infinitely more important. You or a driven entrepreneur, or business owner, or hoping to be one very soon. Either way, you're here because you're ready to start, restart, kickstart, and just start leveling up with some great marketing, personal, or business tips and results in order to build that beautiful business of yours into the empire it absolutely deserves to be. Another big episode today. Today, Stacy Rasky shares a wealth of information on getting a bit slapped from spirit living your highest purpose, taking that devil with you to the next level, living and leading by example, and asks you, are you feeling what you're doing? Hmm? Are you? You see, Stacy Rasky is a best-selling author, speaker, podcast host, Iraqi war veteran, badass biker chick, boundaries expert, leadership mentor, authenticity, alchemist, success consultant, influence activator, and legacy builder. Her mission in life is to activate the highest power and the potential in others by shattering that invisible ceiling they've come to embody as their truth. Uh, they And get them to embody their truth and their purpose, all the while enjoying the ride. She loves to help alpha leaders shift from intimidating to influential. Plus, I want to give you a little sneak peek into next week's uh, interview episode guest who has made and continues to make a real impact in the world of online marketing. So as you know, as per usual, the Dark Horse Corrals are chock full of personal business and marketing G-O-L-D spilling from every corner of the Dark Horse Entrepreneur HQ. So let's get to the starting gates and go. All right, Stacy. welcome to the Dark Horse Entrepreneur, man. Thanks for coming aboard. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor to be a guest on your show. Oh, absolutely. It's funny. I know you and I chatted uh, a few times on Facebook Messenger, and I was like doing a little behind this, a little stalker stuff, right? And I thought, oh man, she's this badass biker chick and everything. And then I saw what else you were doing. I'm like, okay, I definitely have to have this lady on the show, Iraqi veteran, the whole nine yards, but I don't want, I don't want to tell your story, right? I, I want you just to start us off. Give us the, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly, as much or as little as you'd like to share. And then uh, we'll just, uh, and, and why you love doing what you do so much. Oh, hmm. Man, right. Oh, just before I even get into the backstory or like the intro, I mean, I had the opportunity to sit in observance of what it is to live and embody your highest purpose over mm. this past weekend, like really? literally full receiving of creating an experience where it's not about me. And it was creating that safe space in a way where it's truly elevating other leaders mm to create, to step into their purpose, their power, their impact, their drive, their influence, all of it. And it was just magnificent, but we'll get to that. That's okay. a little teaser. Oh, little, little teaser. No, see, she's teasing like us what's there. happening right now, right? right. Um, the Cliff's Notes version is best-selling author, um, Iraq war veteran, badass biker chick, leadership mentor, authenticity alchemist, confidence curator, um, high performance mindset, boundaries expert, uh, and a founder of the Influential Leadership Mastermind. And let's not forget the legacy builder. Oh, don't cut yourself short. Oh, here. yes, you're right. You're right. Legacy, <laughs> legacy builder. Yeah. Right. I don't even know. I don't even know what all like nasty stuff. <laughs> she has so many titles, ladies and gentlemen, she can't even remember them all. <laughs> I know. People give me all these titles. It's so funny. It's so funny. I, I think... Um, 
Go ahead. Go ahead. Go. Oh, I was, I really, it is. It's, it's, I, I don't even know what all the titles are. Honestly, it's just, just helping revolutionary leaders to shatter the invisible ceiling to effortlessly elevate lifestyle leadership and legacy while enjoying the ride. Yeah. You know, see, and <laughs> I think that last part is the magic right there. I mean, yeah. cause so many folks can get out there and break through ceilings and do amazing things, but how many of them are really enjoying the ride? They might be enjoying the money, right? Mm-hmm. And some of the recognition that comes with it, but at some point it starts picking away at them. It does. It does. You know, I see it all the time. I mean, it, at every level of leadership, we have those, those old stories and all the, the, I mean, the bullshit stories and the mm-hmm. baggage and the programming and all the stuff that ends up showing up, you know, new level, same devil. And yeah. no matter what level of success they're at, it's showing up in some way. So, you know, basically your next level of influence, income, impact, legacy truly comes from the next layer deeper of inner work because true leadership is an inside job. And that's what it means to be influential, right? Mm. This is truly influence from who you are being and the energy you're putting out in the world. So where, where did you start discovering this, uh, this power to bring this out or even discover it yourself? Because obviously for me, and I'm going to speak from my experience, uh, I discovered, you know, the power of self-reflection as a fluke, right? I mean, as I was going through my corporate career in Coca-Cola and I lost a daughter. And so to keep myself from going completely insane and off the deep end in, you know, sorrow and pity and don't get me wrong, it was painful, right? Um, I threw myself into personal development and that's where I learned about peeling that onion, like you were talking about the next level, that next level and started like applying it, man. And I saw the magic start to happen in my life and in my career at the same time. Uh, what, what kind of, what turning point, what magic, oh, look, this is amazing, um, popped into your world. You're like, man, I got to teach this to people. Um, the catalyst for me was my own rock bottom moment. So ultimately being my first clients. So everything that I talk about, everything that I teach, everything that I preach is literally at my core, like the foundation of even my core values is live and lead by example. I do it. I, I'm being it. I'm embodying everything that I represent. And it starts there. So For me, it was the end of 2014. And basically, um, I mean, December really was like between Christmas and New Year's. I'm standing in my kitchen, um, self-medicating again. Mm -hmm. You know, my life is in shambles. My health is in shambles. My marriage is falling apart. I've lost my corporate career as a pharmaceutical chemist because of all the stuff, you know, on, on dozens of medications between the war injuries and the chronic conditions and then the depression and anxiety with the PTSD. And um, I mean, my, my entire world was imploding. So I'm standing Mm -hmm. in my kitchen, grabbing food out of the cabinet, shoving it in my face, chasing it with a bottle of booze, bawling my eyes out when I have this moment of clarity. And I'm like, what the hell am I doing? And possibly for the first time in, in possibly decades, I actually received the answer. And it was, I'm trying to make myself look as ugly on the outside as I feel on the inside Uh because I hate myself. Mm. And that was swallowing a whole lot of reality that obviously I've spent a lot of time um, avoiding by numbing out. And the follow-up to that was, and it's all my choices. I did this. And that was a whole lot of personal responsibility. Yeah. And basically, that was the last time that I was suicidal. And it was basically, well, yeah, okay, what's the point now? You know, mm-hmm. time to just end this. Um, but thankfully, I woke up the next day. And I mean, it was kind of a bitch slap from spirit that night. But the next day, I was like, whoa, okay, that level of clarity and that level of personal responsibility. I was given this this kind of this primary lesson 
And it was really interesting what the lesson was, was like, all right, well, if it was my choices that made this, um, it's my choices that can change this. And I basically went to my trauma therapist and I said, well, I'm done. I throw in the towel and she's like, well, what what are you done with? I said, I'm done trying to control anything other than myself. Mm. And that's what I, it is. And that's what I spent a lifetime doing, wearing this mask of who I should be constantly searching for this external validation, functioning from this massive, not enough. I had no self-love whatsoever. And I had even built my entire career in my life based on shoulds. I mean, doing the corporate job, you know, because it's safe and the benefits and all the stuff, buy the house and the cars and the vacation and the credit cards and the, all the BS that's prescribed by our culture and society as the American dream. And it was my prison. Mm. You started shitting all over yourself, right? (laughs) I was shooting everywhere. Yes. I constantly (laughs) shitted on myself. And it was that lifetime of self-rejection of my power and my truth and the magic of who I am called to be and my purpose and knowing that I'm here for something more. Mm -hmm. And then as I started my healing journey, so the first step of, well, what can I take control of? And it was what I'm putting in my body and what I'm doing with my body. Like that was step one. So literally 2015, I lost a hundred pounds, got off all my medications, got healthy, chain, you know, started showing up in my life and in my marriage and things are getting better. And then I got this amazing idea. Why not start a business? <laughs> bum, bum, bum. <laughs> worst idea ever um no but what nobody tells you and i tell everybody this i'm like nobody tells you is that going into entrepreneurship is a constant stream of triggers of your shit i did all this trauma and addiction recovery and started a business and felt like i was starting over again i'm just like what's happening And because I'm such a natural um, alpha leader and that constant like learn and push and grow and, and how can this be better and how can I be more efficient? And, you know, the, what I always refer to as that beautiful alpha energy is that high sensitivity and that high sensation seeking. So the empathy and the drive right? Mm-hmm. Or the empathy and the action. Like That's why so many of us are the rebels, the misfits, the black sheep, the nobody gets you because you have both. Yeah. And it's like, why is it, uh, when is enough enough? And why are you so sensitive? And what's wrong with you? And I'm just I never fit in. So I start my business and then I'm starting from square one and just constantly leaning in. And it was just the progressive unfolding of myself the more I leaned into my own journey of my inner unfolding mm-hmm. and reconnecting to me and my truth and my power, the more I was able to speed things up externally. Nice. So, and that makes me want to ask a, a question here is like, and I've heard so many people go, oh man, I started the business and it was insane. And you describe it basically the same way, but you started leaning in. What gave you that, that oomph? I know you've got that alpha energy, right? So that's, that's a piece of it. But when you hit that wall, we all hit them in our businesses. You hit that wall. What got you to bash through, climb over, dig under those, those type of moments? Honestly, the first three years, it was a massive struggle because I was doing it all on my own. Mm. I was the first person in my ecosystem to be in entrepreneurship. Mm. So I had no support. Nobody got it. I mean, obviously my husband was supportive of like contributing financially when my business was costing me money because he's like, oh, you have such a great hobby Um, (laughs) being a coach, right? Like being a coach, you know, Um, and and was so interesting. And I started as a health coach because I was like, well, that's an easy sell. I lost all this weight. Right. It's an easy sell. Like I know how to lose weight. So like, there we go. But very quickly I realized I'm all in on the inner work. Mm -hmm. And then I started seeing, oh, clients are a mirror reflection of me, type A control freaks and all of these alphas. And 
a lot of them are entrepreneurs and leaders. Like, oh, no wonder, you know. Yeah. But I really was struggling a lot. I didn't have community. I didn't have support structure, um, like mentally, spiritually, emotionally. Mm-hmm. You know, I had like financial support, but nobody else in my world got it. Yeah. And yeah, so that's... I really struggled those first three years. It was, I, I would say it was tapping into my own inner resilience and tenacity and like, I'm going to make this fucking work, you know, yeah, <laughs> like, I'm going to gut it out. That's too a, stubborn. That, that's that military experience behind you, <laughs> exactly. right? We're yes, accomplishing think- <laughs> this mission or we're going to die trying. <laughs> yes. And I think that is some of the gems of my military leadership background that I didn't even r- realize at the time was coming into play that it was like, nope, I'm too damn stubborn to quit. Right. So 2018, I finally um, started investing in working with business coaches and mindset coaches and people to help speed things up. And Mm. just things started to skyrocket. And um, even at that time, even though I was kind of in these small communities, I didn't understand the power of larger, higher level communities and networks. And then how that outer support combined with consistently leaning in and doing this deeper inner work, I mean, it massively activated the exponential growth curve. Isn't that crazy? And, oh my God, it's right? crazy. Just, just all of a sudden. It, there, I, don't, I don't know if it's, and so many people say, well, it's this gem that I got from this person or that person or that person being a part of their group or being a part of their mastermind. I think it's more than that. I think mm-hmm. there's some there's some energy exchange that's happening because I can go into one of those masterminds and not talk to anybody. It's very difficult to do, by the way, and, and still come out of there jacked up, loaded with ideas and, and better off than when I walked in. Now, if you go in and engage, well, then you you just skyrocket to the moon, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it's got to be the right community for mm-hmm. you. Yeah. And it's got to be the right, you've got to be willing to receive. I mean, I had at the end of 2020, I, I made the conscious choice to begin in engaging in certain types of communities because I realized it was a skill that I was lacking. Right. Again, alpha control freaks were really good at doing shit on our own. Right. Right. We know how to just whatever I do. We do the lone wolf thing, you know, because, again, we've spent a lifetime of constantly being rejected by the norm and the status quo. So, like, whatever, I'll just do it myself. You know, when we're surrounded by people who can't keep up with brains that work as quickly as ours, Mm -hmm. with problem solving, with envisioning, with just how we operate and function in the world, you know, we're able to shortcut and and speed up everything just by who we are being. And so people don't get it. So it's that that dark horse in you. That's what it is. Right. right? (laughs) It is. Yeah. I always say the inner rebel and, you know, it's just all of that beautiful, magnificent energy that helps us to function as, as be as high functioning as we can, but there are those challenges that come with it too. You know, it's too easy to hide in the hustle to avoid the emotion. Mm -hmm. It's way too easy to just constantly be focused on the external stuff and avoid the inner work and fall into those traps. But it is, it's, I mean, there's something to the magic of that proximity for sure. And then always consistently leaning in to do that inner work. And that's why I said, I'm like, in my world of what this means to be this influential leader is influencing, impacting literally with the energy of who you are, how you show up. You don't even have to necessarily say something to create a shift for others. Mm. And in fact, we're elevating your leadership is less about doing and more about being because as you're in the position to not just lead a team, but elevate others into their next level of leadership, no matter what the dynamics are, as you're elevating and inspiring others, right? It's more about you being that safe space and being that supportive leader. And what do you need for you to be in your zone of genius and shine? Because Mm. hopefully you're better than me at something. Yeah. 
No, you know, that's why you're here. Yeah, I'm. That's. Oh, I'm. I'm just vibing with this, right? Totally. <laughs> that was the one canned question I had in there as I was reading through everything. Is that what is the influential leadership? And I think there's something magic in. It's not about being some version of a leader. It's about being mm-hmm. who you are. Yeah, there the it is, right there. Who you are. Yeah, if you can it. just be you. And I've said this a thousand times to anyone who's listening, they can go back and re-listen to the podcast, right? Um, It's all about being you, whatever that means for you. You be Stacy, I'll be Tracy. And if you and I vibe on the same level, for some reason, we'll be drawn together. We'll figure something out. We'll work together for whatever good period of time. And then maybe we go our separate ways, or maybe we stay together over the, the long course. But something about just being you draws the people to you. And it's, it's, it's like prospecting. It's, attraction. it's it yeah. Attraction. It's that energy we were talking about earlier, right? I'm putting off that vibe. You were probably doing it in your early time as you were gutting it through. You were putting off that energy of that, that leader that's going to get it done. And people are like, oh, I need to check Stacy out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and that's the foundation of what it means to be an influential leader. Because people are like, that's cool. Influential. And it's like, like, oh, it's like a twist. I'm like, look, I'm such a dork. You're now listening to-, to the Dark Horse Entrepreneur Podcast. That I was like, influence, influence. What is the root word there? Because it feels kind of like an inflow kind of thing. And literally the like Latin root of influence literally is inflow. So I was like, sweet, there you go. (laughs) I just intuitively knew that. Right. Really being influential is functioning in this place of balanced masculine feminine energy. Yeah. That we can be confident and authentic at the same time. That's how we truly influence. You can be vulnerable while creating safety and stability for the people you're leading. And that is that power that we use to influence others. And it, the more we tap into that, it creates this effortless success. We can stop buying into that old paradigm that says success must be hard and we've got to sacrifice something to prove our worth or deservability. And Mm -hmm. we're always in that disempowered masculine of control. And instead, we can elevate into confidence, healthy boundaries, stability and safety. Why before? And we need to do that before accessing the feminine, which is the creativity, the authenticity, the vulnerability. And our strength, because that's actually feminine energy. And so being able to combine those and interweave in a really balanced way changes everything. Man, man, man. I was, it's funny you mentioned that. I was, uh, I was chatting with some gentlemen. Uh, we were going to be starting a, uh, a mastermind group focused on guys. And one of the things I wanted to um, tackle in one of our first um, online sessions was, uh, I'm going to use the phrase toxic masculine energy, right? Mm -hmm. Because I I don't want to banter it around. Some folks have just been bantering it around, but um, I'm a little, I'm probably a little longer in the tooth than yourself, right? A little gray beard action here going on. I grew up in my military years, my dad was in the service 23 years with some of that, what I'll call toxic masculine energy, that whole, you can't cry, you can't do this, something happened to you, you man up, all those kind of mentalities, right? Those that just kind of focus you in this one direction and, and keep you from being empathetic and, and tapping into that that feminine side, that, that creative energy that helps you flow both sides or the other. And, uh, and they were like, well, I don't know. I don't know about that. And I'm like, I'm telling you, this is me. That's what I feel. Because as soon as I was able to tap into that and just, again, be me and let that out, things just shifted 100%. 
Oh yeah. And that's, I mean, it's beautiful. You bring that up because a lot of women, especially female leaders get sucked into the toxic masculinity Mm -hmm. of, I have to, again, because of a lack of role models of Mm -hmm. healthy, balanced leaders. Mm -hmm. And obviously we're not talking about biological gender or gender identity or anything like that. Everyone has the balance, the yin and the yang, right? Like masculine, feminine energy that we have both. And if we're using them together, our power is amplified exponentially, but it is, there's a lot of that, just our culture and society is like, nope, let's not talk about emotions. Let's not communicate from that space. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we see people functioning in their disempowered feminine or their disempowered masculine or both. Mm -hmm. So for example, uh, my disempowered masculine was just control. That was my wall. I didn't have any healthy boundaries. Mm -hmm. And so I had all these walls, you know, which is a great impenetrable fortress. Um, But so most of the expression of those walls was control, 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 perfection, procrastination, expectation, which is just trying to control things in your head. Um, Judgment is control, Mm. right? We're basically pre-rejecting before we can be hurt. So again, we're controlling the situation. Um, Dishonesty. Like we are great at lying to ourselves. That feeds a lot of that mask we wear with ourselves, but it becomes control of information. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't realize that. And it's very subtle, especially in our relationship with ourselves, which is the only relationship that we need to focus on because all the rest of those relationships are just the mirror reflection of the relationship with yourself. Oh, see, look, I got to pause you right there. That right there, everyone needs to go back and hit like that 10 second rewind on your podcast and re-listen to that. That is the relationship you have to focus on first because it definitely is a re- mirrored reflection of all your other relationships, either as a part or in a whole. I, uh, I learned this one the hard way, three marriages, right? The third one is, you know, third time's a charm. I got lucky and in, in, in married an amazing woman who echoes that same mentality. She's like, just you have every right to feel your feelings. I'm like, what? Who are you? <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? So many people don't know. No, you can't. No, you can't. You do. But yeah, I, that's that's magic right there. Because if you can get your relationship with yourself under under wraps, like, ah, I got a good control on that. I know who I am. Then your relationship with anyone else is a piece of cake. Well, okay. Maybe not a piece of cake, but certainly a um, lot easier. It's Yeah. Way easier. <laughs> way easier. Cause you're always focusing on what is actually within your control, which is you, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah. that's the magic of boundaries where boundaries is just responsibility, what you are responsible for and what you're not. And we let go of all the stuff outside our little bubble because mm-hmm. we're not responsible for any of that. Yeah. But everybody's always taking on all this responsibility of shit that's not within their control. And then responsibility then uh, immediately creates pressure because we have this negative relationship with it. And instead, re- responsibility is simply your ability to respond. That's well, it. If responsibility. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Takes the pressure off. So when you're focusing on what you actually have control over, which is you, it starts to change everything. Man. And what's so cool is behind those walls. So I'm in this place of functioning in control, control, control. And then when the emotions did come out, it was the disempowered feminine. So it's needy. It's manipulative, right? It's explosive or chaotic, whether it's men or women. I mean, my husband's a great example of nothing and then I just blow up, right? Like big my, extreme, dad, was, word my vomit, dad was the same way. Vomit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, you know, and he's come a long way. He's way better now. But ultimately, the purpose, the ultimate purpose of this in is is being able to integrate all of who we are, the identity of who we are. Mm -hmm. No more compartmentalization internally, breaking down those internal walls, taking off the mask we wear with ourselves, allowing ourselves to become whole, right? That we can be playful and express our inner child while also being structured 
and and be a good leader in business. Like you can be all of these things at the same time. It's not an either or or all or nothing. Money. And the more we're showing up in our real raw true selves, we're in functioning in the place of emotional availability. And the reason this is so important is that's what opens you up to receive everything you desire. The love, money, health, impact, everything, your purpose, your passion, everything that you are built and want to do in the world, you must be emotionally available for, which means we've got to be in that balanced place. We've got to have the healthy, empowered masculine to create the boundaries in order to have the internal safety to be emotionally available. Got to have both. Mm. Too many people just go, I'm going to be more authentic. And then they're just this emotional disaster. And then they go back the other way. Like, no, too much. The, too, the pendulum nope, swinging back and forth. Yes. <laughs> and, and it's never working. Now I'm bipolar. <laughs> and no, no offense to those who are actually, but then we seem right. that way, right? Right. Like we're, we are going to these extremes. It's just very all or nothing. Which I think what's really sad about that is there's so many folks out there, and you've probably seen them as much as I have, that are truly trying to make their way in their in their business, in their life, in their relationship. But they're missing that gem of, you know, the yin and that yang, right? They're opening to that one side and maybe a little bit to the other side. And they're not being fully responsible. And they're still taking on those responsibilities from outside their bubble and it's keeping them from being able to handle what they need to handle. And just, it's literally locking their brakes and they're trying to figure out why the hell can I get this shit done? Yeah. Ah, I'm and, pumped. <laughs> and it's always when we're focusing on stuff outside of our control. Mm-hmm. 100%. It's always, it is that simple. It's not easy. Like everybody says that, right? Like it is not, It is that simple to say, okay, let go of all the shit that's not mine. Take responsibility for me, Mm -hmm. for me, take control of me, which means I've got to do the inner work, release exercises. How, what am I choosing to put in my body, do with my body? Am I doing my routines? Am I showing up for me? If and it can't... goes against everything that we're programmed, right? Yeah. Like, well, and it, on everything uh, external. I was, uh, you know, when I was, uh, I mentioned to you way back when, when I th- threw myself into personal development, that was one of the early lessons uh, I was lucky enough to learn from Brian Tracy was the whole WIIFM radio, right? What's in it for me? He's like, you know, if you can't, it's, it's, it's like everyone talks about the analogy of being on the plane, the airbags pop down. What do they tell you to do? Put your own mask on first, then help someone else. Well, he took that same kind of thing and said, look, if you have enough energy to save yourself and no one else, you probably want to save yourself. Then you want to build up the energy to keep yourself going and use some of that excess energy to help another. And then as you build up more energy, you can help another and another, right? Because your your sphere is growing by using that energy efficiently versus just, oh God, I got to go out here and I have to save Stacy and I have to save John and I have to save Jane. And in the meantime, you are slowly withering away, you know, putting junk in your, you know, in your body and you know, probably self-medicating like you were talking about earlier. Uh, yeah. I self-medicated with everything. I mean, food, alcohol, drugs, medication, uh, work, a lot of workaholic. Yeah. Um, television, social media. I mean, even at my worst self-harm, anything to change how I was feeling in the moment because I had mm. no coping skills whatsoever. Mm. I mean, my idea of self-control was an eating disorder and it's the only reason I wasn't heavier than I was <laughs> at my peak. And now I weigh half of what I weighed at the time. I, I, Cause I, I, when I just spoke on stage, um, a week and a half ago, I was like, oh yeah, it's actually half my body weight. Wow. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. All right. We've just been like riffing here and this has been awesome. I want to um, just ask you, what do I want to ask you? If you had to leave one tip for any of our, our, any of our listeners, entrepreneurs that are out there, you know, trying to start, restart or kickstart their business, what would you leave them with? 
what is one thing that you can do for you every day? Ooh. Your relationship with your business is another one of those relationships. Mm-hmm. Just like your relationship with resources such as time, energy, money, emotions, those are all different resources. You're you ever you're in a relationship with all those things. And so just like all the other relationships with people, it's reflective of your relationship with you. Mm-hmm. So often people you know, are like, woohoo, you know, I've got my miracle morning or I'm doing my AMPM routine. I'm right. doing, you know, G code or whatever. And they're one of two things is happening. Either they're doing a routine, but it's focusing still on external stuff, not what fills their cup, mm-hmm. like exercise or meditation or happy dancing or journaling or gratitudes or wins and successes, you know, stuff that's actually chipping away at the walls right? and helping to counteract that limiting belief of not enough. And, and if you are doing the right things, those things that you're like, oh yeah, I'm doing that stuff. Are you actually feeling what you're doing? Because it's easy to glaze over out of habit and just check the box. Mm-hmm. So even something as simple as just your gratitudes every day, or, you know, instead of doing the platitude gratitude of like, I'm so grateful for my car and my house and my dog and my kids and my spouse. And you've got the same list happening every single day. Like, no, get rid of that shit. It's what's happened in the last 24 hours that you're grateful for what you've learned Mm -hmm. or that you really feel, you know, it's hitting you in the feels that this happened, you know, that you're really grateful for something. So I've had those situations where it's like, I'm grateful for the friction in my marriage right now because I'm learning how to be a better partner. Mm. Right. Like that's a, that's a tough one. That's a tough one to be grateful for. Yeah. That hit me in the feels. It's finding the gratitude, Mm -hmm. even in the challenge. And then there's the days like, oh man, I am grateful for my team because like this event was epic and they really pulled it off. Right. Those are the easy ones. (laughs) But allowing myself to feel Mm -hmm. the gratitude, even when it is an easy one, right? Sometimes it's, it's, I'm grateful for really damn good coffee. And I'm sitting there sipping it and savoring the experience of it, right? Like feeling it. And so I would say it's just even just one thing that you do every day to fill your cup in that way and really be present and fill it, like feel it, Mm -hmm. because that's the stuff that will directly impact your ability to receive the money, the clients, the team, the, the, all the things that you want in your business are the direct result of you working on that relationship with you. Nice. So you got to feel it to fill it. That's a great paraphrase. <laughs> so I, I want to let folks know, obviously you, you mentioned earlier the influential podcast that you're the host of mm-hmm. um, any place else we might want to send them to. They want to learn more about this badass biker chick, Stacy <laughs> Raske and, uh, and, and anything else she's got going on. Yeah, absolutely. I got all kinds of stuff. Well, at the beginning, right, the teaser of really stepping into living my purpose, being that leader, was we just hosted our first quarterly meetup for all of my um, clients in my Influential Leadership Mastermind. And we have an amazing event coming up in February for that as well. So be sure to uh, get connected with me either at stacyraski.com, beinfluential.com. You can follow me on all the all the respective socials, and it's the Influential CEO Podcast. And potentially the easiest is to download the Influential app. Oh, influential app. Ah, see, <laughs> yeah, I did not know about the, that one. You can listen to the podcast right there and you can get all my free resources and you can stay up to date on all of our events and all the cool, cool stuff there. So definitely I'm going to make sure those, all those links are down in the show notes so people can just click right on over and connect with you. Stacy. thanks so much for hanging out with us and dropping some amazing knowledge. 
Oh, you are so welcome. Thank you so much for having me. It was oh. such a blast. I always love these like freeform chats. Like, let's just share our genius. Well, let's <laughs> just shoot the shit and see what happens, right? Exactly. Co create <laughs> some awesomeness. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Stacey. You're welcome. Thank you. All right, my Dark Horse friends family, there you have it. Stacy Rasky dropping some influential bombs on us. What thoughts resonated with you? Hmm? What is it you want to go back and re-listen to? Let me give you a couple that kind of clicked with me. Thought number one, live your highest purpose. You know, Stacy, before she would even get into her origin story, she had to pause and share something about helping someone else live their purpose. Now, she teased it, which is a great, great in uh, stelling. My tongue just tripped over my eye teeth and I can't see what I'm saying. It's a great storytelling technique and it created a great hook to keep people listening. But to me, it also showed her humility. It alluded to how something and someone outside of herself was more important than just talking about herself. Now, inside of that, my friends, is a huge lesson. Yes, we all want to live our higher and even our, our highest purpose. But I think in order to be uh, able to do that, to truly accomplish that, you're going to need a good old dose of humility. For me, I think that humility plays such an important role in anyone's success. Why, you say? Well, I'm so very glad you asked. Humility plays an important role in your success for at least four reasons. Let me share. Number one, you're able to count on those around you. I think uh, Nelson Mandela said it best when he said, and I'm going to try and quote this, humility is one of the most important qualities which you must have because if you make people realize that you are no threat to them, then people will embrace you. It seems he understood that no one can accomplish their goals alone. You are going to need others in your journey to build your successful business or your successful life, right? Right. You need business partners. You need a life partner. You don't do it alone. And those that, that feel threatened due to your lack of humility are going to hinder you far more than they're going to aid you. So remember, humility does not mean weak. It means knowing your strengths, but yet you're able to remain teachable even on those very topics of your strength. Hmm? Yeah. Number two, you're always open to new ideas. You see, just like I talked about, within being teachable, it's, it's that very concept of being open to new ideas. If we hope to achieve success, we must have an open mind. Why? Well, because that path to success is, is not going to be simple, nor is it always going to be straightforward. It's going to be full of ups and downs and rights and laps and, and stumbles and bumbles and pit, pit, pitfalls and face plants. Yeah, I'm stumbling over my tongue again. I'm not even going to edit it out. See, that makes it important to remain open to these new ideas so that we can find new ways to reach our goals. Because you're going to have to find new ways to go over or around or bash through those barriers that life is going to put in your way. And I think it's more arrogant. Check that. I find that arrogance is often the biggest obstacle to open-mindedness, right? Far too many are convinced that they already understand exactly how they can go out and achieve their goals. As a result, they don't even bother to attempt with the slightest of creative options. And that, my friend, is a huge mistake. Number three, you think first about your goal and not yourself. Look, here's the deal. Being humble isn't thinking less about yourself. It's rather thinking about yourself less. How many times have you been caught in the habit of thinking about how others will perceive you and then going out there and spending boundless amounts of energy and perhaps even money trying to control that very perception, their perception of you, <laughs> right? 
However, if you come at it from a position of humility, you free up all that energy, all those wasted resources by not even engaging in those non-productive habits. Yeah? With all that extra time, all that extra energy, and all those extra resources, you could focus yourself on how to further your goals and solve those problems that will, that's right, will pop up in your way. And number four, when you're humble, you will recognize when you're wrong. So many do not even get started due to this uh, fear of failure. But here's the key that they're missing. Failure is actually an important part of the success achievement process. How many of you have learned, raise your hands, have learned far more from your failures, a single failure perhaps, than all of your successes combined? Yeah, yeah, I can see the hands. Well, I can imagine the hands, right? Most of you, um, I would imagine, have your hands up right now. Oh, Put your hands on the wheel if you are driving, but I can imagine mentally you have your hand up. Yeah, I learned way more through my failure than I did from all my successes. I mean, you learn that if you're willing to accept that failure and learn from it, right? And that, right, it's going to require a little bit of humility to do so. You must be able to admit that you were wrong in order to learn how to improve and move forward. Here's the deal. Being unable to admit fault is one of the most common obstacles that will continue to get into your way. You'll keep seeing the same issue uh, pop up over and over and over again until you're humble enough to admit, well, shit, maybe I shouldn't do it that way. So embrace your humility. Realize that po-buddy is nerfed, which is a tripped up way of saying nobody is perfect and mistakes, my friends, are inevitable. Again, this will allow you to not only learn from your mistakes, but also enable you to act boldly as you pursue those creative new opportunities. All right, now thought number two. I know here we are <laughs> about 10 minutes into my rant here, and I'm only on thought number two from Stacy. Thought number two, same, no, I'm sorry, it was new level, same devil, right? Stacy put it so well when she said, your next level of income, impact, success, or happiness truly comes from your next layer of inner work. Ha! True leadership, my friend, is an inside job. And this almost pivots 100% to what I was just saying about humility. It starts on the inside while staying focused on the outside. The start is from the inside to be influential or as she said it influential you can be given the title of manager or vp or ceo but are you truly being a leader right or are you letting those same devils from your past assumptions and even past programming hold you back from the real magic that you could be waving across your team, across your family, across your business, and all of those that you come in contact with? You need to start peeling back the layers of your beliefs and assumptions. I mean, are they still true? I mean, are they really true? Have you recently put them to the test? Did you ever put them to the test? Yeah, I know most folks I chat with, they've never put those assumptions to the test. A lot of times, they just take the fact that they read in a book and thought, okay, well, that's true. Well, let me put another twist on your grip here and ask, even if it is true, could you make it better? Hmm? Right? Don't just take that same devil to your next level. Set him aside and build some new, say, angels on your journey to the top. And thought number three, live and lead by example. Stacy hit a great point here. She is being and embodying everything she represents. This, I would assume, surely attracts at those that she wants to work with into her sphere of influence, which works out well not just for her, but those she's able to positively influence by living and leading their example via her example. For me, I think this includes some of the tougher aspects of being a leader, right? Oh, like, say, being resilient. You see, 
you as a leader will have to take the time and the effort to make or let things fall into place, right? Sometimes it means doing nothing and that could be the tough part, right? You at those times will, I don't know, have to hold yourself back, but really it goes into you will not blame your circumstances on others, you know, like all those non-resilient manager types do. No, no, no. Instead, you're going to own it 100%. You will invest your energy and your effort into influencing the people, situations, and outcomes around you. You will not do this by spending your time whining in your beer or brooding over your past mistakes or the mistakes of your team. No, uh-uh. it's not going to happen. Instead, you're going to get creative with your ideas to overcome those very challenges that you're facing or the ones you're about to face. <laughs> and you're going to challenge those within your spheres of influence to do the same thing. In doing so, you become a part of the solution and not a cog in the problem. All right, man, there was so much more that Stacy shared. What inspiring ideas, tips, or thoughts clicked with you, right? Whatever they were, take some time today, like, I don't know, right now, and write them down. And then go out there, run your race, and get your results and let me hear about them. Seriously, this is no joke. Email me at tracy at darkhorseschooling.com. Share the tips or ideas that you came away with, how you put them into action, and what results you gained from them. And perhaps, who knows, probably even bring you on the show so you can share your influence, <laughs> right? All right, so next week, we have a very special guest, Jeremy Gillison. Now, Jeremy is one half of the duo behind Promote Labs. Now, Promote Labs has developed products such as uh, Product Dino, Feedback Fox, and Pod, uh, what is it, Post Gopher, and, and hundreds, if not thousands, of other information products, websites, and so on. You're not going to want to miss this episode from a gentleman that has been out there really, uh, I'll, I'll go so far as to say being one of the driving forces in the online marketing sphere, right? Now, you don't want to keep getting all these valuable tips and amazing stories from the guests I'm lucky enough to bring on here. So please go on down, smash that subscribe button while you're there. Yep, go ahead and leave us a five-star rating, maybe even a few kind words in the reviews. And of course, do not keep all this entrepreneurial G-O-L-D all to yourself. Share the podcast with other entrepreneurs and business owners that you know will get value from it. And with that, I'm going to leave you as I always do. Think successfully and take action. Thank you for listening to the Dark Horse Entrepreneur Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Check us out at www.darkhorseschooling.com. All right. My name is Tracy Brinkman.